I'm Clyde Lewis. You're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The number is to call tonight, 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. Still getting emails from last night's show talking about the Super Bowl, social engineering, how it works, and what we need to do to be aware of it. Well, I mean, I guess it's obvious that we are in a world that is constantly changing and is constantly being manipulated. And these manipulations and changes are being made by very powerful people who are twisted enough to warn you when you are in the crosshairs of one of their diabolical agendas. That's why we call it predictive, predictive programming. That's why we call it the revelation of method. Using what intuitive skills we have, the discernment we have, we can actually tap into the storehouse of information we've accumulated over time and understand that there are many things that go on that are not by accident. And these things happen for a reason. And there are things that I've reported to you and I've told you you, sh- you should be prepared for and that, uh, you know, they may not always happen as quick as you think. They may not always happen uh, within days or hours or what have you. But it just seems that clearly we are giving you information that uh, you need to hear and prepare for. Uh, and, you know, it's not about agreement or disagreement. It's about giving you an opportunity to think and express yourself. Because clearly there are manipulators that continually try to cover up and obfuscate their machinations. And, and and the more we are aware of them, I believe that we should feel more obligated to expose them. And more, it, it's important to fully understand what is happening without jumping to conclusions or rattling off some Illuminati list of enemies or whatever you want to do. I mean, I, We've been living in this so-called sophisticated age where, you know, we believe we've escaped the reality of an apocalypse. We've not had a taste of what it feels like to live in what we used to read in comic books, what we used to read in, uh, you know, dystopian novels or even in dystopian apocalyptic movies. Every day we, well, for me anyway, I mean, we wear masks everywhere we go and, uh, I get so paranoid whenever I feel a sniffle or a tickle in the throat. Uh, I, I feel, when I feel under the weather, I worry that I may be coming down with COVID or something, some, something else is worse. And we can always laugh at the CDC and the World Health Organization and say, oh, yeah, okay, it's all, it's all a hoax, it's all crazy, but yet people around us are dying. And, uh, you know, I, I think we need to put things in perspective, but we need to be reminded there's always a conspiracy of sorts to trick you, to manipulate you, to bring about scarcity, to put us on our knees begging for deliverance from a world order that will establish a socialist government in the end. We know that this is the the end result. We don't know how long it's going to take, but we know it's the end result. And I think, like I say, put things in perspective, use discernment, use objectivity. And I want to emphasize that COVID-19, you know, we've lived with it now for a year, and, and now things are slowly beginning to change, slowly beginning to look up. We, we have the light at the end of the tunnel. I know a lot of people have dismissed and still hold true or hold on to the idea that COVID-19 is some hoax. But I think the reason why they do that still is because they think it's a political tool, and it has been used as a political tool. 
But see, COVID-19 is not a political, it does not look at politics when it wants to attack. And, you know, as we're wrapping things up, you know, we still have a long road to hoe, pretty much. Media is throwing out death tolls occasionally now. Still warning us of social distancing. There are many conspiracy theories that take what is complex, making it haphazard and crazy. A lot of declarations that we need to be putting into perspective. And we know that there are many people that are thinking that, you know, COVID-19 was, you know, part of a, an agenda or some sort of a, uh, uh, you know, I guess, uh, plan to call the population. I kind of lean towards that myself because we've been talking about it for so long. But I think that in the end, we'll probably realize that even though the cabal has told us millions of deaths, it's not just the disease that's going to kill us. It's other things that are waiting in the wings that are going to actually lead us into another type of uh, fear. You know, when I first heard that there were variants and mutations of COVID-19 coming out of England, I, I questioned just how they knew the, the variant was more contagious. I thought, well, what do they have to compare it to? I mean, how are they able to tell what is making it a variant and what changes were evident, if any, with regard to disease? I was very skeptical about it because I knew, or then I knew, that it would, again, be used as an excuse for more lockdowns, travel restrictions, and, of course, an excuse to require yearly vaccines or yearly boosters or whatever they decide to do. I mean... Look, a variant or a change is expected or was expected. Uh, we said that there would be a second wave of some kind or a third wave. They said the second wave wouldn't exist because there was no data to prove it, but they had to find data in order to make one. And still, there is really no real information about how these variants were discovered and what triggered these changes with the disorder. There was a variant known as B1351, which drove a monster second wave in South Africa that subsided only after another round of lockdowns and other restrictions. More than 90% of the new cases since, the, since December were part of this new variant, and studies show tens of thousands of excess deaths during that period. Experts were largely uh, attributed to it. And the minute I saw that, the minute I read these excess deaths, I couldn't help but think about Bill Gates and how he wanted to talk about the 10 million excess deaths in one of his interviews, and and he would be all giddy about it. In fact, here's a clip from that interview. I just want you to listen to it. This is Bill Gates talking about the future. This is like uh, two and a half years, three years before COVID-19 was even a reality. Of all the things that are out there, what could cause an excess in a single year of 10 million deaths? Now, clearly a, a, a big war could, and a pandemic, natural or or created by bioterror. The natural pandemic, the last gigantic one, was 100 years ago. We are healthier today, but the speed of travel, and therefore the speed of global spread, that works against us. But in some ways, the bioterror thing uh, scares me the most. All it takes is one small terrorism group. Uh, you know, those groups have used things like anthrax that are non-human to human transmissible. And as yet, thank goodness, they've never gotten, been able to build or get their hands on a nuclear weapon. Are you nervous about your own life and no. what could happen? This thing will get a lot of countries before it gets to the U.S. But even the U.S. has to uh, think about its global health security. It's a government thing to decide okay, this is a problem, how do you move resources around, how do you allocate 
the, the scarce supplies. You know, when an epidemic hits, governments having been prepared in advance and going through simulations, that will help them make the decisions that are only in their hands. So you gave that away right there. You talked about biological terrors, simulations, uh, gain-of-function exercises, 10 million excess deaths. All these things were what he talked about two years prior to COVID-19. And he, he always made a point to talk about this, made a point there'd be millions of deaths, that uh, it would be horrible if it was a bio-attack. And, you know, that his apocalyptic vision is now coming true every day. And lately, though, I've been reading about some of the things that await us, and they certainly aren't, they certainly aren't uh, savory, for sure. There was a uh, plane that landed on February 1st in South Africa. It had uh, one million doses of the vaccine produced by AstraZeneca. Exactly a week later, they found out that a study limited, not yet peer-reviewed, said that the vaccine provided only minimal protection against contracting mild to moderate infections of a new coronavirus variant that is widespread in South Africa, where it was first detected. The variant has since been found in at least 30 countries. Now, the news was a blow not only to South Africans, but to billions of people whose governments are relying on the vaccine developed by Oxford University and made by AstraZeneca. That's the one we were talking about as the one that you need to watch. If further studies confirm the finding about the effectiveness of the vaccine, dozens of countries around the world may have to adjust their vaccine rollout plans. South Africa, however, has the unwelcome role of going first. For now, its government has suspended the use of the AstraZeneca vaccine and is trying to expedite its pronouncement of Johnson & Johnson, Pfizer, and Moderna vaccines. Though only the efficacy of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine has been studied in South Africa during the new variant's uh, predominance. But it was a much larger study that basically than the AstraZeneca vaccine study. And it was found to be less effective against the variant, but able to prevent severe cases and death and almost, you know, preventing death totally. South Africa, though, expects its first delivery in mid-February of the new vaccine and hopes to use it to vaccinate the first phase of health workers. But it's still negotiating the size of the first batch. So what's going on? What's going wrong here? South Africa has actually ordered about... Uh, well, somewhere around the lines of about 20 million doses of the Pfizer vaccine. And, of course, that was a report that was given over the weekend. Uh, delivery dates had not been set, but, you know, here we are. We're, we're watching the problem with the vaccine that, you know, before people would say, well, there'd be problems with the vaccine, side effects, problems, and they would detect them and there'd be variants and there'd be reasons to have booster vaccines. And we were talking about dark winter. We were talking about the second wave. Then we found that there was no real data to support a second wave. Now, there's plenty of data to support a second wave. But here's the thing. It's based on shaky science. And there's another thing that's triggering this variant that we talked about back in 2015. We were talking about the fungus among us. Remember? We were talking about the the fungus that was uh, basically lethal, that had a variant that could have led to COVID-19. Some things to talk about tonight, about this new variant and some of the news surrounding it that makes you wonder about whether or not there's a fungus among us. 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. I'm Clyde Lewis. You're listening to Ground Zero, and we'll be back. I'm Clyde Lewis, and you've just listened to a segment of Ground Zero.
In order to access the complete archive shows and podcasts, you must sign up on our secured server at Aftermath.media. It's only $4.99 a month for the archive shows and podcasts. Or if you want access to the Ground Zero online library, which includes videos, audio clips, ebooks, documents, a social media platform, plus the archive shows and podcasts, it's $9.99 a month. Again, that's Aftermath.media. That's Aftermath.media. Thanks for supporting Ground Zero.